Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 678 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, back in full effect. Ben Funky Askren is on the horn. He's in Wisconsin. The boys are in the studio in Austin. I'm still in Tokyo. I've been removed from the streets. I'm not there anymore. I made it back into the hotel room after being apprehended by uh, the local and friendly police department. And we've had, we've had a, a, I think it's been our, maybe not the best day because Tamara won yesterday, mm-hmm. but it's up there. It was a really fun, exciting day. Um, curious to check in with you guys and what, what, what your thoughts are. I have, I have many of them. Almost every match in 57 kg, caught a bunch of 86 kg, watched Helen, um, where do you guys want to go first? Because we could talk about 57. Uh, David's obviously... David just killed everyone. I don't even... We didn't even talk about him. Just dominating everything. Well, we can talk about yeah, him uh, and Donnie guess, and how we feel about that match. That's going to be awesome. That's what I want to talk about. I, I, go. Andy and I just made a video, but let's 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 discuss that a little bit because... Um, I'm sure we've all had a, a side eye on Yasdani this tournament, knowing that we would probably be having this exact conversation, right? That, mm-hmm. that David Taylor and Yasdani would wrestle at some point um, was was the expectation. If they were opposite, the expectation they would hit in the finals. And David is a, as dominant, as good as we've seen him. Mm-hmm. I, For me, personally, watching Yasdani, I thought, he, he looks good. He looks fine. He's going to be a, 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 a tougher matchup. But, you know, Nefanov's a guy that, that David's pinned before, turned him all around, and Nefanov really competed. Now, he's improved a lot. Since I was about to say, in, in defense of Yastani and Nefanov, Nefanov looked better than he ever has. Yes, I would say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give some credit. I'll give a little bit of credit, a modicum of credit. Not that much. But I a modicum? I thought he had a really good game plan. I mean, he was getting moved all over, but he was able to not get caught up in the total tsunami of Yazdani, which yes. drives people out of bounds and moves them over here and there. And I thought he had he had his about as good a game plan as we've seen outside of David Taylor against this guy. Well, so, do nothing? But, I mean, Nifanov didn't really do much, Christian. He just got his head bounced off the mat and got to like two leg attacks over the course of six minutes, and that was... First, no, no, that's not how it went, in my opinion. In first period, yes, it was all about weathering the storm. Second yes. period... He got to legs on several occasions. Um, two or three? Just couldn't quite finish. Definitely wasn't more than two. Two or three. That's okay. that's uh, at this level in the most of the matches I'm seeing, guys that are getting the, in, in competitive matches getting the legs two or three times is kind of like I don't Good. know. That's, that's a very reasonable average amount. So I, yeah. I, I maybe you disagree, but I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, and, you could and commendable. Compare that to their match from. 2019 Worlds, where Ifanov just couldn't handle the pressure, and ultimately it it wilted him, and he got pinned in the first period. Um, so, you know, looking at the comparison of yes, Donnie, and is he widening the gap? Is he getting better? And and not not all that considerable uh, amount, you know, when you look at that was my that thoughts. matchup. So, uh, I think I think even even his opening round match against Shapiev where he was uh, taken down and it was like, what, two to two at the break or something like that. So I look at the Azdani and Taylor match and I don't think 
Yes, Donnie has made all these changes to his game or his conditioning uh, that should scare us, right? Well, what, what do you think about, I feel like Yaz Donnie was maybe not using his underhook quite as much. I feel like maybe a couple years back, it was just underhook, 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 underhook. And it was more bicep, collar, push, 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 snap, bicep, collar, push, snap. Yes. There was some underhook usage, but I felt like it was more bicep, collar. And I wonder if, that's something he's been working on because obviously that's where Davis going to want to wrestle, right? Davis going to wrestle in that bicep collar tie range, and maybe as now he's been practicing for that specific matchup. Maybe that's, that's possible. yeah. I, I, I just rewatched the 2018 match, and I think if you had asked me before I had watched it again, I'd have said, yeah, in the beginning, as Donnie was moving around with underhooks, but it really wasn't. It was, he didn't use them a lot on David in 2018 that I remember. Um, there was a, the initial attack where David had the swing and a miss headlock. But other than that, he wasn't implementing it that much. So maybe that is a, a, an evolution in his game that he's not abandoning it, but not using it quite as much as he used to. But I guess all, all I'm saying is I feel uh, more confident than ever going into mm-hmm. this match, right? Because mm-hmm. going into the, the the 2018 Worlds match, I I was I wasn't sure. I thought David probably, but I was like, man, he was so close to getting cautioned out. All yes, Donnie. In my mind, it's like all yes, Donnie had to do was not completely gas out, and he would have won in 17. And then D- D- David just proved he he wears this guy out. So I I'm I'm as confident as, as any match and I, I think David's gonna win and maybe his most dominant performance. Yeah, so when uh yeah, Stani got a takedown on the fun of with like a minute and a half left in the match, he got like quad pod and it almost looked like Nafanov kind of just went down from quad pod, I think is what it was, and I was like, Okay, this is where Taylor starts, or excuse me, Yastani is going to pour it on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where he's going to kick it up and start feeling it. And Nafanov came back from a blood time, and he kind of kicked it up a notch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, no, never mind. Uh, this is kind of where uh, Nafon- like, Nafanov's hanging in there. So I- I'm very confident in David Taylor going into this match. Yeah, yeah. Um, I- I'm also so confident in Nafanov, but... No, uh, that's it. I, I, I'm impressed with both Yazdani and David. I'm leaning David. This is what I picked before the show or before the Olympics. Um, man, but these guys are it's, – it's wild because, if say, if we go to 57, those matches from round one are all so competitive. At 86, it's not the case. I mean, you guys are talking about uh, this one being – but it was 7-1. And, you know, his first match was 6-0. David's got three techs. Um, there's just these guys are just so much better than the field. And then if we go to 57, it feels like since round one, there might have been one or two kind of blowouts, but there were so many that were down to the wire, hype, you know, super competitive. Obviously, the first one we're talking about is Gilman Ugeyev. Gilman had the lead with, I don't know, what, six, five, four seconds left, something like that. It wasn't oh long. Gosh. And you guys should, there needs to be a punishment for uh, fake injury times or failing to report to center. Um, there really should be because he did that. Sanayev did that a couple times. That that should be something. I don't know what we're going to do. Is it a penalty point? Is it? I've only seen really one get... time where they cautioned somebody yeah. for it just being, uh, yeah, for it just being atrocious. But now for the most 
most part, you can do whatever. And as much time as you want. There's not even a time limit. There's blood time, but there's no injury time. Well, they don't even start injury time, JD. They let them sit there a little bit. They like because there is no injury they time. Like think about it. They wonder. Okay, I'm ready to go. Like yeah, get your ass back to the center. This is crap. In Sanayev's um, match with Takahashi, he took entry time, and they came out and they like taped up his knee, and he basically let them tape it up a bit, and then took it off and went back to the center. Um, yep. how about that one where he totally grabbed that dude's singlet and he didn't get that was Takahashi. Yes, yes, Takahashi got no, screwed. So, that was absurd. This was crazy. So here, what happened was they called but, the step out and they challenged it. Hold on. They challenged this. They called the step out. They challenged it because they wanted the singlet grab. Japan did. So they go and they look at it and they say, yeah, he grabbed the singlet. One point penalty. But... That nullified the step out, so it went from four four to four four. No difference. That was. I, I was wondering what happened because we obviously mm, didn't have okay. sound, and they still they got like their challenge back, but for a second they put five four up on the yeah. board, and then they took it away four four. Yeah. But they still had a challenge, so I was confused. Well, and they ran it. Yeah, they ran an ad during that, so yes. like, we didn't get to see what was going uh, on. The running of the running of the ads is, is it's infuriating because they ran. I don't know about you guys. I got an ad. When Gilman got the takedown and went to go up 5-4 and, and Ugev sits on the ground for a second, ad runs, and then now he's in on Gilman's legs. I'm like, oh, my God. It was so annoying. Tirapelli said the same thing. Um, he had the same experience in that, in that moment. So, um, <laughs> so frustrating. That's, yeah. That's the thing. But, but. I, I guess while we're talking about 57, let's, let's just talk about Heartbreak City. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I thought Gilman would – I mean, Gilman did actually wrestle – fantastic match probably the the exact kind of match you have to wrestle to beat Aguyev. he had a really solid game plan for the mm-hmm. attacks he was gonna take how he's gonna approach the finish um but i saw some i was sort of surprised about this but i i've seen enough and maybe even from ben Askren, wanting some some extra points on the edge for for gilman on that exchange in the first how is it I, not I he may one. have he may have took one step out and when i watched the replay gilman's foot is like in and then he kind of like leans goes knee over toe and goes right into a roll why why do you think that was only one i mean we've seen we've seen out of bounds scenarios when they go 25 feet out of bounds right so uh, gilman was that anymore since when we watched two months ago i mean okay I, i have not seen it at the olympics that's fair but i also haven't seen a rule change or a rule emphasis i have not seen that I definitely saw things go way farther off the mat two weeks ago at Fargo. Um, so, I mean, Gilman is maybe one step. If we watch the, rewatch the sequence, it's one step. Literally one step, and he's going into his role. Worst case, it probably could have been a two-point. If they don't want to give him the four, it could have been a two-point takedown. But, man, watch it again. It's one step. It's one step. His knee hits down, and he goes into it. Very little surprises me anymore about international officiating. Uh, so I was not surprised to see one point up there, but in real yeah. time, I thought uh, it should have been more. I've not gone back and since rewatched it to see, but in real time, I I was confident in saying I thought it should be more. Yeah, I mean, Christian, what, if if uh, if you're saying they're calling it differently, which is it's fine, and uh, you are right. I haven't seen anyone go way off the mat, and I commented on the octagonal uh, stages that make them easier to push people off the mat, which almost happened in David Taylor's match, first one. 
Yeah. But what's the rule then? Like, do you get, is it one step? I mean, I, I said we should clearly define it and have at least one foot's got to be in or something to that effect. But there was not more than one step there. Yeah, I'm, I just think there's fewer and fewer examples of guys getting that continuation in that scenario. I just, I just don't think you see it. I think in 2016 was like the all-time high most yeah. continuation I saw. You weren't even in takedown criteria, and they were like giving to even. I think even Helen had a takedown like that in 16. Yeah. And I, I, I think it was just something they cleaned up a little bit. And now, as I'm watching them, I, they just they just don't give the two there. Not so. What's the rule? Or, think, or the or the emphasis was what have they what have they said? Hey, this is what we're calling because that's something that I haven't seen it announced or talked about anywhere. So they'll give you they'll allow you, you know, if you have a standing single and you're yeah. the, you're back the guy out of bounds and the the foot foot hits fully out, they'll let you work to finish that. But in these other scenarios, I, I think that's that feels like the only one. And it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that you're saying, obviously, if I have a single, he steps out. They'll let me keep wrestling for the takedown. That happens. But so I, I think it was because they were anticipating to go out of bounds because Gilman kind of had him up, you know, and they were right on the edge for a second. But watch it again. Gilman takes like maybe one step out of bounds. It, it's definitely not two steps. Not two steps. It's one. His knee kind of goes down and he rolls. And if we compare that to some of the other scenarios when they've given – multiple points on out of bounds stuff uh, i don't see how we can't get it unless they've made it unless they said this is how we're calling it and i haven't seen that either yeah yeah no, i think i haven't either and I, I was just gonna say i think the story kind of looking back is you know you look at gilman and i think he had two opportunities to score a takedown in the first and he didn't um and so i think looking back that's kind of where i was like oh man if he had converted there but you know with all that said he had you know, he had the match in hand with 15 seconds to go. So I think, you know, you can look back and say, oh, he could have scored here, here, and here. Um, but he did everything he needed to do just except closing out the match. And then he almost he almost got Metcalfed, right, in his, in his sec yeah. in Aguilla's second match. Mm -hmm. I had, yeah. I had uh, Tagavi Metcalf pulled up ready to like <laughs> tweet mm -hmm. it out like, hey, this, it's happened again. And let, let's talk about that final exchange in the Gilman match because that was, you know, it was gripping stuff. It was thrilling and, and as, as it was gut-wrenching. Yeah. When off the attack, when Ben, when you saw him in that exchange, in that Merkel position with the foot on the yeah. outside, how long can you hold and just squeeze in, yeah. in that position? Well, um, he so the foot wasn't on the outside at the beginning, right? And then that's where the, the, the knee battled, and Ugeev was eventually able to get the foot on the outside. That's when it's like, oh, shit. Like, this is this is going to be hard for him to hold on. Like, you know, usually he's going to slip off the front there. Um, but he appeared to have the grip he needed to have to hold on for as long as he needed to hold on for. Because um, if you can get underneath the jawline nice and tight, you can kind of hold on. Um, and that was why, uh, you did that, you know, back hurdler trip. And that was, you know, what took him over with a couple seconds left. Um, you know, the, the one thing I was thinking there is man, so often in freestyle, actually one of my contentions is stalemates are called too quickly. And that one, I really thought a stalemate was going to get called at some point. And, you know, I'm, I'm not mad. I, I actually think they're too called too quickly, but I really thought a stalemate could have been called in that scenario. So the next match where they call the stalemate very quick, sense. a short time. What's that? What'd you say? I couldn't hear. Mm -hmm. 
I think it was like yeah. next match where uh, where he needed yeah, to score they, and they right. called stalemate very quickly. Yes, you're correct. Like three seconds uh, when yes, uh, that... Abdullayev got him in the front headlock. Yes. Yes. Yep. Exactly. I think in in that scenario with I don't know I I'm not sure when he got in the exact what how much was time was left when he well, got in the I vertical know. position. Oh, okay, got it. So what I was gonna say was, um, I I think at that point, if you stop it with seven seconds to go, you're basically that's such an advantage for Gilman that I think that's why they let it go. It's like, hey, figure out this from this position because a restart. Now, as I say that, but that's, that's like how you should be refereeing, right? Yeah, I mean, like, so obviously, if we if we if we picked who we want to win, Christian, and we said. We want Yugayev to win. No. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm Hear me not, out I'm here. Phrasing it right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna phrase it the way I want to phrase it. If I want Yugayev to win, I'm gonna let him wrestle on scenario because it looks like he's gonna possibly sneak out right against Gilman. In the next one, he shoot the, the clock started with 20 seconds left. He does something. He shoots in probably with 17 or seconds left. Abdullah gets him in for headlock and doesn't do anything. It gets stopped at 12 and a half seconds. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he was literally there at where, you know, it looked like, okay, you gave not going to make any progress here. So, in the previous match, when they let a situation play out for 20 to 30 seconds, and then the next match is literally, say, three and a half seconds, you you know, that is like a distinctive difference. And you were, you would say, if if I want someone to win, that's how I would referee it. Now, I'm not, hey, listen, I don't know what the refs are doing, but that's definitely, if I wanted to, to get a winner, that's what I would do. I would say, okay, boom, give you a restart. Let's go. Give you another shot at this. Give him another shot, he wins. All right, that's fair. I mean, I I, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was yeah. well officiated personally. I thought it yeah. I thought it was I should have kept wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, that's that what it's the issue. I think that's what it speaks to more is Aguyev's clearly working to try to finish, working to try to finish. And we saw it in the same uh situation with Kayla Miracle yesterday where she was in on yeah. a shot and it was like thirty seconds they let it go for, whereas she kept working up, getting broken down, where if she just stayed oh. And not tried to do anything, they probably would have blown it dead. Um, yeah. And so I don't think the officiating's been terrible <laughs> so far. We certainly haven't seen another official hold down points, um, which is good uh, so far. But uh, I don't. I don't think it's been too bad. There's just been little things here and there where it's like, ah, you know, that's a little bit weird. Well. Uh, on a general scale, I like when they let wrestlers wrestle through those positions at the end of the match instead of calling an absurdly quick yes. stalemate unless it is obvious both wrestlers have submitted the position and are not moving. In the gilman Yugoyev situation, it was clear that Yugoyev was working, trying to work through it. And in um, Kayla's match, she was trying to work mm-hmm. through it. Uh, but more than that, I wish it was called consistently. Um, yes. Like... It it didn't seem like it was absurdly quick in the second Yugoyev match uh, that they called a stalemate, and it it was not quite to the point yet where both where you literally see both wrestlers just like, yeah, we're we're done here. Yeah, yeah. and I, I yeah Abdulayev, uh, man, he had he was so gassed out when he got that takedown. I thought, oh, this Yugoyev just kind of fell down on that last takedown. I thought that one's over, and obviously that would have spelled the end for. Um, <laughs> Gilman, unfortunately. So it's good that you gave one. Like that's why Yugoyev and Russia as a whole is the best. They have these things in their back pocket, 
Yugev <laughs> was so incredibly gassed. He and he knew oh, I'm not going to be able to blast through this guy on a double. You know what I'm going to do? An inside trip that takes little to no effort except for hopping in and perfectly tripping right behind him, and no effort on a finish because he knows that and he can do it. He looked, he looked so good in that that some of it, his semi was great. His go behinds are mm -hmm. ridiculous. Um, I think he's going to win. Oh, although, man, Kumar's – the Kumar-Sanayev match was insane. That was, that was probably, awesome. Maybe the match of the tournament. I don't know. Um, Kumar. It's up there for how, me. Kumar's huge. For how big, yeah, I was just going to say, yes. how big does Kumar look for 57? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. We looked on the watch party. Yeah, he's going to have a tough night tonight. We looked on the watch party, a picture of him next to Bajrang, and they're like the same size. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. Um, yeah, there can only be one. So Helen's match, how do you guys feel? I mean, we don't – it's pretty rare where someone gets put on the shot clock twice in a row. Um, and then obviously at the end, they, they ended up putting the Japanese girl on the shot clock where they they could have potentially went Japan, USA, Japan, and, and the same result would have happened. Um, hmm. I just feel like it's rare. I didn't feel like it was unwarranted. I, w I wish it would happen more frequently where, where if one person was actually – not doing the action, they put the same person on twice. But I didn't feel like Helen was that inactive where she deserved it twice in a row. I mean, she got pushed all over the mat in the first period. It she her bow was to the center for like a handful of seconds. I feel like now she did a great job of circling on the edge, not getting pushed out. Mm -hmm. But the whole time Kawhi was moving forward, which you can say, yeah, that's not attacking. Uh, but Helen didn't take a shot either. And we know that's how it's officiated. We know if you control yeah. center and no points are no points are being scored, the person who's controlling center is going to get the advantage. I, honestly I, I, I had no problem with it. Pro, I thought it was a very pro-Helen whistle. I mean, she, she got – did you see? There were two stalemate stoppages with Helen in the zone. Mm -hmm. She was standing in the zone, and they literally stopped it and brought him back to center. Like she is, she is literally a foot from being out of bounds and giving up a sit. Mm -hmm. And they brought him back to center, and they did that twice. And they had her. There was another instance in the second period. I I'm really surprised that there's, um, I don't think it's controversial, but there's some level of like, you know, um, p people just being a little upset with how it's officiated. I thought it was well. It, I, just, it was so I here's all I'm saying. Yeah. Christian, I'm just saying if you guys had a percent, Flo should have a percentage on this is uh, how many times does the the 30 seconds go one person than the other person, right? As opposed to how many times is it the same, same? I'm guessing it's like 95-5. I mean, it's a really yeah. big number. So I'm saying if it was more. People are so aren't happened, getting pushed around the mat that much without a po points, being points being scored most of the time. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I disagree. Sometimes I feel like it's like every single match. They just go, whoever got it the first time, the other person gets it, re regardless of what's happening in the action. Yeah, that's a great point, Ben. I didn't think about the idea of, okay, you put one person on, then the other, and then you can put, you know, if, if Japan were to go um, on the clock after Helen did, but then you put Helen on again, that is what you see more yeah. often. But I think, you know, the way that the response that we're seeing on, on social media is from, you know, obviously people who love Helen want to see her win. Yeah. So there's all this emotion that's tied to it. And so my, my response to that is like, well, what if you were 
a Japan a Japan fan. You know, you yeah. it's you'd be you'd be screaming at the TV like, "Hey, she's backing up. She's fleeing. Caution and one." If if it were the other yeah. way around, we'd be perfectly fine with how things were called. And I don't mean to, you know, sound like I don't like Helen or want her to win, but just trying to yeah, trying to be objective. I don't hate it. I'm just saying like it's I feel like because of the way it's almost always called and this is this is where you know i said this with the out of bounds with gilman too it's like give us more concrete answers on how things are going to be called because i swear that's called 95 percent five percent yeah and right. the gilman i swear they give them a step out at least at least one step on the edge more frequently christian uh you know he might be working with a communist because he's telling me i'm wrong <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, I mean, well, well, it's Japan, so we're not, we're not uh, I'm messing but, with, I'm messing um, with. I would say, I would say, when Andy and I were sitting there in the, in the, as the second period was materializing, we, we both said, we said, she's going on the clock again. Like, it was not, it just seemed hmm. like very it, obvious that was going to happen. Let's talk about the yeah. actual, the match also. I know there was not, there's not, unfortunately, there's not a lot to discuss because there were no real points scored. But um, I felt like in the second period, well, I felt like really the entire match, Helen was trying to score and just was so stifled. And she had. She couldn't get past Kawhi's head. Well, it looked like, like really nice sweeps and. Kawhi was just set up for it, was able to just kind of down block. Um, and then the second period, I I was really thought she would get to the... Uh-oh. Starting to lose you a little bit. See very choppy. Um, I really thought she was going to get to a leg at some point, um, get to it one time, and it just never happened. Um, mm-hmm. And not for lack of... She wasn't, like, sitting and waiting to pick her spot. She was firing, but nothing... Oh no! Well, I'll I'll just go, um, <laughs> anyways, because I, I've been having a hard time too. But yeah, um, um, yeah go you tomorrow. Enjoy. Hey, that's a show. good time for me to go too, because I, I gotta I gotta run to <laughs> camp. Um, Christian, good talking to you. Have fun over there, uh, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Oh, he's pros. <laughs> he's done. All right, see ya. Nope, he's out. <laughs> oh, All right. Man. We just are. our show now. Yeah. Now, Do whatever the hell we want now. We're the captains now. <laughs> look, yeah. at, look at us. Yeah. We're the captains now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought I thought the match was officiated fine to Ben's point. Yes, it normally goes one person, then the other. But mm-hmm. I thought I, I had no problem with it being like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think we do need to talk about how good Helen looked. In her oh, first yeah. two matches. No, she looked great. And how much of an improvement that was and what that speaks to, you know, for her. Yeah. I, she literally just was like on a revenge tour, mm-hmm. <laughs> her first two matches. And, you know, I had my doubts kind of coming in with how she looked in her last competition at Olympic trials. But mm-hmm. I think we saw as good of... Helen, as we've seen, and to go through everything that she's gone through since this quad, you know, getting injured, um, dealing with that concussion, contemplating retirement, sure. um, it, it, just 
to be as good as she is, and now you know she'll be wrestling for a medal. Yeah, and she'll be favored. In winning that bronze is an accomplishment, right? And she should she should win. Um, should be should be a tough go, but and I really see her as the favorite. And whoever she meets in the uh, in the bronze medal match, it'll be t- between um, Guinea and Mongolia, which. Kawhi kind of handled both of those opponents. Look, so you, Kawhi's won four straight championships. Yeah. She yeah. won Rio 17, 18, 19. Like, she, she's a legend. She's up, yeah, pound for pound up there um, right now. So what Helen was able to do is really, really amazing. And it, it kind of stinks that the loss takes away from how good she's looked. But I think, you know, you said we kind of doubted her. I think I think really everybody, rightfully so, was like, ah, I don't know how high should our expectations be coming off of Poland. But, you know, now it looks like she's going to come away with Olympic bronze and wish it could have been gold. But uh, I think I think we can be pretty happy with bronze. And I think Helen will be pretty happy with it, too. Where does that put uh, – what does that make the team race look like? I know Japan yeah. is unsurprisingly in mm-hmm. the lead um, after right. a, actually a first uh, – rough two days for them kind of yeah we do have standards i think we have the the graphic we can get that on the screen here for you um so japan takes their first lead of the tournament after four days um three and a half look we knew we knew this coming in though Mm -hmm. it it was like a it was a relay race um like a four by 100 where japan had their slow runners first Mm -hmm. but then uh they're the best in the world going on the on the final two second right. third leg so yeah, so we needed to build our our lead yes because we knew they were going to kind of chase us down and we're, we're already seeing that happen but it's not out of the question for us for usa to come back and win we have uh sarah hildebrandt and jakar winchester remaining who they can score some points uh and then also helen can score five more points and Kawhi can score five more points but uh japan really has some some hammers and Yui Sasaki and uh, Mukaida remaining. So there's not any margin for error. We Jakara, need, tough draw. Yeah, we need Jakara to win. We need Sarah to to um, to win, score some points too. And they're going to be up against it. Maybe that's a good like little segue into the draws for tomorrow or well, tonight that we're going to see. Um, go down with Jakara and with Kyle Dake and with Gable Stevenson because there's a lot to talk about uh, there in those draws. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Jakara's uh, draw first. Yeah, uh, let's give him something to talk about. <laughs> um, and she she did not get a, a favor, favorable draw. She's going to have um, two-time world bronze medalist um, Pang from China right off of the bat. Yeah, there's that bracket if you want to pull that up. Oh, excuse me, no. Um, Shove Pang in uh, if she wins. If she wins, yeah. Yeah. Um, she'll have a, but she'll have another bronze medalist mm-hmm. um, from Russia right off the bat. Yeah, and and so you look at her side, and it is it's really tough. And and what we look at here, obviously, her first two rounds against former world bronze medalists. Uh, winnable matches, but they're going to be they're going to be tough. Jakara, world champion, but it is at fifty five kilograms, so a little bit or not 53. quite. Fifty three. Yeah, this is fifty three, but she won at um, oh, yeah. fifty five, so that wasn't as deep of a weight. And really, where what I'm looking forward to is her semi, 
either uh, Vanesh or Matson from Sweden, and that is like a marquee matchup, round one. Either of those ladies could win the whole tournament and are really tough matchups for Jakar. Jakar lost to Metzone, uh in January, and so you, what is what makes this draw really hard is not only her first two matches, which will be tough, but her semi, if she loses that, that means then either Vinesh or Matzone is coming back through to wrestle for bronze. So I think it's just a good a good strategy just to win, right? Just <laughs> just to win and uh, and make the finals here. But it, tough tough draw. She could have got an easier draw for sure. Yeah, but then it's Mukeda in the finals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> most, most likely. Yeah, and Mukeda um, kind of gets the gets the easy draw on that other side there. Um, not a whole lot of depth, and you you kind of expect her to to walk her way through to the finals. And when we're talking team race. Not, not a great uh, sign for gaining ground on Japan. But we did see uh, uh, Dekaroye get pinned after she was up by a whole bunch. So you know these upsets can happen, and uh, we'll we'll see kind of how it all plays out at fifty three. And Mukeda um, isn't one of the untouchable uh, Japanese women, or hasn't been in the past. You know she's taken silver a couple times, um, including. 2019 uh so you know she's not one of one of these legends like helen has Mm -hmm. ran into in 2016 and then this year so you know it is possible there's hope but if jakara even makes it to the final um or and or wins a medal uh that it very it's very impressive yes she's got to work it out for her she can do it but she's it's like we're beginning to see how close the margins are at the Olympics and realize with how great our wrestlers are with Gilman and Marulis, you know, going down, there's the world's still really good. <laughs> so it's like we're we are reminded of that. Um but uh, I think seventy four and one twenty five draws are really interesting to to talk about. Dake gets uh Hosin Khani from Iran, first round, and then he'll get the winner of uh Kazimagomedev and Garzon from Cuba um, in the quarters. And he's also on the same side as Chimizo. And, and then Kachaze. it would be him and Chimizo most likely in the mm-hmm. semi. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, this is kind of what we expected from 74. Um, no real surprises. Uh, it. It's good. It's good for Dake. I mean, could have been a, a little bit better, I guess, but uh, it's fine. It's Cal Dake, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I think a few interesting things that you look at. Hosin Kani had a really close match with Jordan Burroughs, twenty eighteen. Uh, Hosin Kani's world bronze from twenty sixteen. So you know, game opponent, and then uh, Kaji Magomedev is the only competitor in the field with a win over Sitikov. Um, and that was back when he was representing Russia at 2017, um, Russian, Russian national. So you can go to the uh, preview, 74 kg preview. You can click on those matches. You can watch them. Um, so four years ago, yeah, was four pre Sitikov ever beating Burroughs. Pre peak Sitikov. Right. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't put too much stock. Look into it, but don't put too much stock in that or don't let that worry you mm-hmm. too much. Um, yeah. And Sitikov sitting over there on the other side with just like, Wonderful draw. Um, yeah, should shouldn't really be 
in any matches that are in question. The, no. Yeah, his second match might be interesting, but kind of expect him to to roll. Um, and then we're, I mean, Gable got his draw, and we're looking at Gable Akul round two. Yeah, but um, with random draw and Gable randomly getting drawn in, to be honest, I don't hate Gable's draw um, at all. Zare and uh, Geno on the other side, I, I like that. I like that a lot, and yeah, you know, give me like or give Gable Taha um, mm-hmm. on his side to get those two on the other side. Oh, hundred percent. It could have been. It could have been worse. He could have been drawn in with Zare uh, and Akul on his side, and going through could be worse. You it, could be Amir Desi. Yeah, get Akul first round, Akul then Gable if you win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be way worse. So. We knew he was going to have to go through Akul or Petrosvili or Zare, um, multiple you know of those guys to to win gold. And so it's like, all right, this is the task, and we're going to see where he's at. And uh, I think I think the matchup with Akul is super interesting. Um, I think they're both uh, really athletic. They both kind of um, their strengths are are reattacks, and so it'll be interesting to see who can get their own offense going. I don't see Akul scoring on reattacks against Gable. Um, I, I don't think his his speed and is at the same level, um, but I guess we'll find out, right? Yeah, we've talked about it before where um, Geno might be a little bit better matchup because sometimes he tends to shoot mm-hmm. um, a little bit more, and Gable's Gable strong suit is reattacks and freaking heavy snaps um, are his main offense, but... Uh, yeah, no, you feel good about Gable's draw. Um, the Belarusian dude uh, isn't too bad on mm-hmm. the, in that bottom Gable's corner. That's yeah. probably who will make it out of the bottom quarter, yeah, most likely. I think so. He's He's got wins over uh, Coach Janowitzki, who's a past world medalist. He beat um, Russia's kind of their first rep, who won Russian Nationals, Um Back in like last last Russian Nationals in 2020, um, Sharipov. So Kramenkow uh, is very very solid. Lost to Petrosvili only like 12 to nine. Uh, so he should be the semifinal opponent. Um, but whoever comes out of that Aquil Gable uh, quarter should should be the favorite over. You know Kramenkow. who got the worst draw was Kozirev. Kozirev with Deng very first round, mm-hmm. then Petrosvili second round, and then <laughs> probably Zare in the semifinals, and then most likely the winner yeah. of Gable and Taha. That that's a great yeah, that's a great point. If Gable was in Kuz- that that's death bracket for Kozirev. If if that was where Gable was, it'd be like, oh gosh, this is this is terrible. Um but Kozirev he was a Akul was a really bad matchup for Kozirev, so I'm interested to see how he goes against guys like Dang and Petrosvili because Kozirev, he lost to Kirkflit at 2018 Cadet World. So he was a cadet just a couple years ago. Yeah, he's Um, young. He's really young. This this bracket as a whole is kind of the young guys versus Mm -hmm. the veterans who have been on the block for winning for a quad and Genontaha, but then Kozirev, Zara, and Gable being... The young bloods coming up, right, right. Um, so yeah, I don't know anything else. I, I mean, we could look at team scores for men's. Uh, it's really like <laughs> it's there's five 
five teams with points. I mean, we can talk about it real quickly. Yeah, we can mention it. Um, throw it up there. Uh, India with a finalist and someone going for bronze and Iran and Russia in the same situation. So they all have 30. And then USA just with one finalist. So we could catch the top. We could, like, right now it's just like keeping pace with Russia. So we could keep pace with them through the first um, way or first day. And uh, we should, you know, should come out with a, with a couple medals. How do you awesome. feel about going coming back for bronze? Yeah, we didn't talk about that yet. Um, capable, but two really hard matches. We saw how good Abdullayev is. I think that's I think that's the bronze medal match. They they equally pushed mm-hmm. Ugoyev. Right. Um. So it's like you see Gilman do that to Ugoyev, and you're like, wow, I feel really good about him coming back for bronze. And then you watch Abdullayev do that, and it's like, dang, is this mm-hmm. is this Abdullayev pushing it, or is this Ugoyev? How much of that was Gilman pushing Ugoyev? How much is that Ugoyev not being maybe us? hyping him up put him on a pedestal too much mm-hmm. or is it how much is of that is Abdullah being very good and i think it's a little bit of a combination of yeah. all three um but yeah it it really sucks that that has to be his first match back in repishage to even make it to the bronze medal match yeah but here's something that i think is is interesting um and like so just a month ago or six weeks ago at the poland open uh Abdulayev, Sanayev, Atri, and Atli were all up. I'm sorry, not Atli. Um, Kumar were all up at 61 kilograms. Mm-hmm. And so you look at that and you say, okay, is that something to do with how much they're cutting? They want to get, you know, just another, absolutely how much they're yeah, cutting. They don't want to make 57. How much they're cutting. So Gilman getting him right off the bat, right? Like first match, again, We like the way that we feel about how Gilman handles it. Scratch, right. day two, it's still. Yeah, I think scratch. Yeah, yeah, day, day two scratch. So feel good about that. I do live, and they have similar styles in that they they're not super dynamic wrestlers. Their offensive attacks are, are solid, but their pace is really what sets them apart. And so, I mean, I like I like Gilman to match anyone's pace. No, for I, sure, Gilman's not going to get tired worldwide. Um, so I feel good. I feel good about Gilman, especially. There are questions surrounding his injuries, how he was going to respond, um, and I think he looks looks the best he's ever ever looked. So I feel good about it. And a lot's on the line too. If he if he medals, he gets to go to Worlds. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, doesn't have to uh, doesn't have to wrestle Spencer Soriano, mm-hmm. you know, Dayton. That yeah, that's actually huge. And then if he can get a medal there he doesn't have he just he gets the winner of those yeah. for the next time it's huge it's the whole kyle dake jordan barrows thing mm-hmm. um yeah I, I actually hadn't thought about that that is huge david taylor uh secured a medal so yep. assuming he goes he uh he won't even have to wrestle anybody yep um what do you think how do you feel about robbie you give yeah um i think Ravi Kumar and I, you know, I keep coming back to this. I think he's gonna look so huge <laughs> um, next to Aguiev. Like we saw Aguiev, he's like, man, he doesn't really have that much size or height. Um, but as far as the matchup goes, and then even how with how tired Aguiev looks, Kumar's pace. If you're not familiar, I know a lot of people are familiar with Bajrang. Very similar. Yeah, it's like man, he just comes at you, doesn't give you any 
like room to rest or get your offense which so it's as like, we saw could spell trouble for you give yeah so i like i mean we were rooting for guyev up to the finals and now it's like all right team ravi it's like you're saying this and it's like you're setting it up setting it up setting it up but then at the same time it's like mm-hmm. yeah but you could have won those matches still somehow exactly yeah can but can you do it again you know you play with fire you get burned sometimes yeah and and india's never had an olympic gold medalist uh, Sus- uh sushil kumar was their was their first olympic medalist um and then he won world gold but uh, never an olympic gold so kumar's looking to be the, the first there um and i'm not sure if they've they have wrestled in the past so oh, oh yeah so they wrestled at 2019 worlds and aguyev won uh six to four so i mean even they're really close really co- close match and that was two years ago. So you like the way, you know, you like the way Kumar looks, and Akuyev, man, he just leaves you with. So now, if you don't want to root for Russia and for Akuyev, you don't have to because Kuman's pulled back in. Yeah. So and I don't want to. I'm not going, I'm not <laughs> going to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think we. Yeah, I don't know. Miles Mean going. He's he's pulled back in. Yeah. We can root for him now. Um. Unfortunately, Mitchich is Mitchich is out. Is eliminated. He um, I don't. He didn't look himself. I don't know if it was weight cut. Uh, getting he did take a shot to the head pretty early on a headbutt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that affected him. If it was combination, yeah. or what. But it, he didn't look um like normal Mitchich. Yeah, I heard um, I read some comments that John Smith was roasting Mitchich on his weight cut on the uh, on the broadcast but i i even heard him in some interviews leading up to the um olympics where that was his weight was one of the things he thought about when the olympics was postponed he's like no, i have I, to hold this for another I year have to hold this for a whole another year and so it's like you know it's a poll uh and yeah, he's huge and takahashi is like it's really good um so i don't know it's Maybe you look at him and say he's probably going yeah, up. Takahashi got – I already mentioned it, but I want to just say it again because he was my pick for silver, and now I'm pissed. But he got screwed mm-hmm. in the quarterfinals, and then Ravi went and won, which is great. But that meant Takahashi was eliminated. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Anything else? No. Um, I think I think that'll probably do it. Let's wrap things up. Let's get some sleep. Yeah, uh, we've been up in here for a long <laughs> a long time. This is where we now. live now. Yeah, this where is pretty live. much where we live. Um, and it's hilarious now because uh, breakfast tacos should be arriving here. Breakfast tacos are here. We'll be back though tonight. Dinner tacos morning. for us. Yeah, dinner tacos. Olympic watch party. If you haven't joined us, it's a lot of fun. It gets a little weird, but. Yeah. Love to have you. Uh, same time again tomorrow, um, 9 p.m. Uh, Central time is when action kind of gets starting back up with some rep- – with uh, what starts it off? Repishage. Repishage, Yeman's that's right. going to be right yep. away. Um, Repishage at, at 57, both both styles and 86. And then we move into 74, Whew, 125 gonna at night. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're finally going to find out just how good Gable really is. The world going to see. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us. For John Kozak, myself, all of you at home, thank you for watching. Thank you for watching the Olympic watch party. Thank you for watching the Olympics. Go Team USA.